Time for the Rural News with Kim Moody. Kia ora Kim, and it's not been the best start to this year's dairy season. Kia ora Mani. no it has not. Milk production fell nearly 5% year on year in August. The 4.9% crash on a milk solids basis means the year season means the season to date is already 4.4% behind last season. NZX Dairy Insights Manager Stuart Davidson says this season is only in its early stages but the drop is setting a trend. Most of it's climate related so a lot of that's obviously weather, cool and wet winter conditions and early spring conditions. But also uh, a lot of this, or or a greater proportion than normal of this production is also due to on-farm issues such as high feed costs, a real lack of labour and other technical issues on-farm. We've seen pretty decent drops before. Obviously this is quite serious this early in the season on the way to peak. Usually we'd see these sort of year-on-year production drops later in the season, post-peak milk production. So this is pretty serious. But in terms of where New Zealand's dairy production is, this is what we've been expecting considering what, what we've been seeing on the ground and also what farmers are saying to us. And Stuart Davidson expects milk production will continue to drop. This is actually quite telling of the season going ahead, so very early stages, but we've been forecasting that this season is most likely to be negative again the whole season, which has sort of been met with contempt by the wider and international market, who usually expect New Zealand farmers to be able to continue supplying or continue to grow their milk production. So this sort of figure will be set in the cat amongst the pigeons for the global dairy market and we'll most likely see uh, trade, you know, international buyers sit up and take notice of what's happening in New Zealand a little bit closer. Stuart Davidson says smaller supply alongside high demand for dairy in the global market means prices will likely remain high. Some farmers at the top of the South Island are still cleaning up from devastating flooding that washed away fences and left farms cut off in late August. Torrential rain and floods triggered slips along the top of the South, and some farmers were forced to dump milk as damaged roads prevented it being collected. The head of the area's Rural Support Trust, Richard Kempthorne, says repairing basic infrastructure, like fences, is still the biggest job. Also, if they've had a lot of water, silty water and silt dumped on grass and it's smothered the grass, then they need to wait till it's dry enough to then uh, re-sow. They've got to choose the correct grass varieties to re-sow into the type of silt that's dropped there. So that's, that's a major issue for them. But also re-erecting boundary fences and internal fences so that they've got proper stock control. That's another issue. Some of them have had, they've done a really good job of planting plants on the booms of the river. And normally that's a really good thing, but if the flood has gone through when they're too vulnerable, they can just get washed out. So that's happened as well. Richard Kempthorne says donations of feed and volunteers helping to clear away debris and shingle have made all the difference. There were some donations of free feed in the Canterbury-Southland area. That's been a tremendous help. And then we've, we've had another group called the Rapid Response Team. They set up and they sourced some free transport to bring it up. So sometimes, even though you've got free feed, you've got to pay the cost of freight. That's got to be donated if you can find the donors. So that was really helpful in having access to free feed. That's Richard Kempthorne from the Rural Support Trust.
It's been confirmed exports of live animals by sea will end next year. The government announced the ban last year with a two-year phase-out period after a review of the practice. The bill needed for the law change passed its final reading in Parliament last night. Minister of Agriculture Damien O'Connor says the bill will kick in on the 30th of April, but livestock exports by air will still be allowed due to shorter travel times. National and ACT both opposed the ban. Lamb exporters say they're facing increasing competition as more Australian product enters the market. AgriHQ senior analyst Mel Crowd says following successive droughts, Australia has been working to rebuild mob numbers, but now they're beginning to process more stock. She says Australia's lamb kill over the past six weeks has been the largest since 2019. Much of this is a result of successful flock rebuilding in the last couple of years that's just basically driven those lamb numbers a lot higher. Uh, Over the last six weeks, the Australian lamb kill climbed to over 2 million head. Now that was a combination of a late run of old season lambs being overlapped by uh, early lines of new season lambs hitting the market too. Many of these have been coming through the sale yards where prices have improved from the dire lows that we saw through late July, early August. But they do remain softer than what is being paid in New Zealand. Mount Croats says Australia also exported its largest ever amount of lamb for the month of August at 26,200 tonnes. Fonterra is installing a new low-cost, long-life battery at its Waitawa plant in a bid to avoid supply disruptions. It's the first time the battery, which is made from electronically conductive polymers, an organic-based compound with the ability to act like metal, is being used in a commercial setting. Fonterra's Chief Operating Officer Fraser Winneray told Morning Report the battery will be a backup should a power glitch hit the UHT plant, which can be costly and spoil valuable products product destined for overseas markets. It's five hours downtime if we get a power glitch and these power glitches can happen in a matter of half a second or less and so what this does is quickly discharge, can discharge up to 10 kilowatt hours in a matter of seconds to actually keep the plants disconnected from those glitches that may come in from the distribution network and so they carry on as if nothing happened. Fraser Winneray. And staying with Fonterra, members of the public can now have their say on a bill that would enable the dairy giant to implement a new capital structure. The Dairy Industry Restructuring Amendment Bill aims to improve transparency and strengthen the Commerce Commission's oversight of Fonterra's base milk price setting arrangements. It's currently before the Primary Production Committee, which is seeking public submissions on the bill. Submissions close in just under two weeks. That's the rural news for today. Koi Te Purongo o Te Tai Whenua.